Hello, my name is Kaylin. And my name's Sabrina. And this is Soft Mask Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our Valentine's Day episode. I know we did. (laughs) (laughs) Too much fun. Um, Just to do a little recap, um, you know, did you did you go to dinner on the on the seventeenth? So no, actually, I'm all I'm all. You know the answer to that. (laughs) Our viewers need to know. They don't know. They don't know. So. we were planning to go to uh, Blue Steakhouse because we've been hearing a lot about it, a lot of good things. Um, but Jackie decided that she really, really, um, she really wanted to like stay in, and she Jackie likes grilling, like she likes cookouts. She yeah. grew up with them, so it's like a really big like favorite thing of hers, and she really, really likes when I grill. Um, I really, really hate grilling. Oh no. I um I think it's a lot of work, especially charcoal girls. Yeah. Um, but every time she wants to do it, we would like just go to my grandma's, like buy enough food for everybody, go to my grandma's, I would cook there. And it's like even doubly the work over yeah. there because like every time I go to use the grill there, whoever used it last never cleans it. Nasty. So I end up cleaning <laughs> it. I'm all. surprised you don't get the ick before you like you're like, you know what, never mind, I don't want barbecue. <laughs> Just gotta, just gotta do it. It's just, it's for Jackie. So that's fair. Anything for Jackie. <laughs> so um, she decided she really, really wanted me to grill, and um, we agreed that the money we would have spent at uh, Blue, we decided to buy a new grill for it. Nice. Um, so we got a grill at the house. It's a Blackstone. We really, really love it, um, and we bought a lot of food and we decided not to pull a you and Abby and like cook for just the two <laughs> of us. <laughs> so we um, we sent out some texts to a couple of homies and, and asked them to join us for our uh, the christening of our Blackstone. Nice. Which, Why weren't we invited? Yeah, right. Uh, just kidding. Uh, just kidding. So we were there. <laughs> Rick, can you imagine? That'd be so awkward. <laughs> Thanks for telling me about this cookout that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> Oh, it was a good time. It was a really good time. Um, I feel like I've gotten to see a lot of a lot of some of my favorite people this week. So it's it was a good week. Yeah, it's a good reason to get together. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What did we do? I think we stayed inside because, um, well, it was in the middle of the week and we were broke. So <laughs> you know it happens, but that's okay. We did. Um, I think what we would consider our Valentine's gift to ourselves is we hired a housekeeper that week. Nice. And what a luxury, honestly. We need uh, to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was nice. It was really nice. So, obviously, our, our house doesn't, um, didn't stay up to date very, very long. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I do want to say before we get started with today's topic, you know, thank you to everyone who listens. Um, thank you to everyone who sends me a screenshot that they're listening. Thank you to my, my brother-in-law, who has listened to every single episode, That's and like, awesome. just you know, so I just want to say thank you, and I know I love to hear it and see it, and it doesn't go unnoticed um, from either one of us. So absolutely, absolutely. So in honor of me starting a new job um, tomorrow, actually, which by the time you listen to this, I'll already be done with almost my first week. 
Um, I am stepping back into a management role. And so today we're going to talk about leadership. Obviously, me and Sabrina are both in leadership roles. And, you know, we didn't just, it didn't just happen. We worked for it and we enjoy it. And uh, so, yeah. So I want to ask first, um, what do you, what's your favorite thing about leadership? Um, I'd say my favorite thing, I don't know if I'd say my favorite thing or I'd say it's more like the most rewarding part of it could be both. Um, but I'd say it's the, the development aspect for other individuals. Um, there's, there's a lot of people that um, will like to say that I help them get to where they are. Um, Me. Yeah. <laughs> One of, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, um, it's a two-way street. Like you have to also want that as much as I can help you for that. Um, and I'm still very good friends with a lot of those people, um, whether they chose to stay in leadership after the fact or not, um, which leadership's a hard gig. It really is. It really is. You know, so I took a, I took a little bit of a break and I, you know, if you would ask me four months ago, I would have been like, hell no, I'm not doing those hours again. And I'm not worried about nobody again. But um, it quickly dawned on me that I, like, I missed it, you know? Like, if being a leader is really something that is for you, you'll realize that you're, like, missing a part of your job if it's not built into your job. So I personally am really excited. But I think for me, my favorite thing about being a leader is, you know, the development, but also like being on someone's side you know I had so many people who showed me what I didn't want to be as a leader and so I think it's cool that we're now at like these ages and we have careers and we get to be the opposite of what you know what we had and we get to be what we should have had you know and so I like I like that part like I like to be um, I'm very much an empathetic leader and so I like my people to know that like you're not a number right like as cheesy as it sounds like I do want my team and my job to feel like a, a family you know I know that sounds cheesy and is usually like a red flag but if we're gonna spend 40 to 50 hours with each other we might as well be able to see each other as humans, you right. know? Right. So I think that's my favorite part. I, I think that's a great point to it, breaking the uh, the toxic work cycles. Um, you're right. I've seen a lot of leaders that uh, had really old school mentalities, um, especially in, in our career. It's just like really, for whatever reason, it seems to really be hard to like break the barrier and get into these more modern mentalities of what a healthy work environment is. Um, so it is, it is, um, you know, getting to the point where you get to create that environment, that healthy environment, um, and really build that culture uh, is fun and it's important and it's great. I, I'm, I'm glad to see that for other people coming in and that are working for me as opposed to when I've gone in and worked for other people and it's been <laughs> tough. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I will say um, one of the things that surprised me in my new role during my interview, um, you know, I interviewed with the GM and she was telling me all these great things about the property that I'm going to, right? And she was like, I'm sorry, I sound like a salesperson. I said, no, no, you don't. And she looked at me and she goes, but you know what? I'm glad I sound like this because we're not just interviewing you. Like you're interviewing us. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, thank you. Like, let's, like, let's be real. Like, I don't have a reason to leave my job right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like it is an interview both ways, you know? And so I, I think it was just really nice to see other leaders doing what I would do. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just have a real conversation. Let's, let's, you know, especially if like the vibe is right. I think people don't realize like jobs are also vibes, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, if the vibe is right, like drop, you can drop your shield, you know, like again, we're humans we all have goals and we all have kpis and we all have like things that we need to get done in the day right but we also have lives mm -hmm. you know so i think that was like really cool to see what i'd be stepping into in the leadership like so blatantly there mm -hmm. um was nice so that's awesome yeah how um you know for some people who know your job was a little rocky for a while. Do you, you feel like it's getting better, like as a as a leader? Um, yeah, it's it definitely has gotten um, a lot better. I mean, here's the here's the thing. A lot of time when you go into a place as um, a new face, especially when you're a new leader, and people have expectations of. Well, somebody else probably applied internally, mm -hmm. may not have gotten the candidate, uh, the position, or other candidates got passed up. Probably was multiple internal candidates, um, you know, in a lot of scenarios. Um, so you're usually going in at like a deficit almost. Like you have to almost make up for that because people are just not right out the gate. And I think we talked about this too. Like, yeah toxic work environments like a lot of people have been burned by bad bosses in the past so it's really really tough for them to trust somebody new coming from the outside yeah um and i mean you just you just show up you show up every day show up show up um you know what you're talking about and you know that and you have to stay confident in that um and then when you start having wins with the team it it makes a difference when you start showing them that you have their back mm -hmm. um it helps and then the coaching aspect of it too not and that's not gonna work for everybody you're gonna lose people too probably along the way um, yeah. you know a lot of times when I have started somewhere new there are people that are experiencing a culture shock and it's either shape up or ship out yeah um, and it's not it's just it's not hard not to be harsh but there are standards in place for a reason and there's probably a reason the leader that was there before that is not in that position whether that was their choice or not. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times there are a lot of leaders that will leave when they can't handle pressure either, or they can feel when their time is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times, I mean, let's let's be honest, there aren't a lot of times when people leave just to just because. Yeah. If they like some where they're at, they're not they're not likely to leave, unless there's the only scenario that I could really think of is when there's a lack of opportunity for them to grow. Sure. So once you start to plateau, yeah, you might start looking for another place. But outside of that, what what other 
possible reason. If everything's a perfect world, you're going to stay in the perfect world. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. I will also say that there's this, like, I think for me, I wish a lot of people would understand that if you, if a company is hiring, if they have the opportunity to build someone and they have the opportunity to hire from outside and they took the chance to hire from outside, it's probably because something's not working. And it's probably because something needs to change or like things need to be reinforced. And I think that's okay, you know? And I I think so many people are scared of what that might look like. And so, you know, if you wanna be a leader or if you're already a leader or if you're in a situation like this and you don't understand, maybe just have a little faith, yeah? And it's like, almost like a don't knock it till you try it. Like give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I think that was one of the hardest things that I learned you know, going back into a leadership role and growing as a a person, an individual, is there's usually three sides to a story. There's usually some outside force, like, that's affecting someone. And to always have, like, the benefit of the doubt, you know, which is hard. It's so hard, but, like, the reminder, again, that we're all human is, like, such a... something that I try to keep, like, on the forefront of my brain and just be like, we all mess up. We all have we all have shit, you know? So yeah, I think that's one of the things that I would I would tell someone. I mean, being I think that being human piece is a very, very important piece to it. Um, and I know we've already talked about making mistakes. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are without having made mistakes. Absolutely. Um, but just as much as um, especially for people wanting to grow, like the biggest thing is getting them to like look at things from a different perspective bird's eye view like you have to stop thinking about me 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 yeah you have to start thinking about the success of the team and the business as a whole and those are really hard things to do that's that's stuff that a lot of people won't ever really change their mindset to yeah um they'll stay on that me 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 path you truly have to take the eye out of team like yep absolutely and a lot of times you know a lot of associates will generally their their favorite leaders are always going to be the leaders that view them as a person before they view them as associates which is the right thing to do that's absolutely what a leader should be doing yeah um like you said not another number it's we shouldn't view people like that because that's not what they are absolutely um but it's also like you also have to flip that around and remember that your leader is also a person first before they're a leader um, yes it's almost like that thing where when you're in school and you see your teacher outside of school and you're like, oh my gosh, that's an actual human. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot. You mean they don't sleep at school? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I get it. It's hard. And I will say one of the other things that we talk about pretty often is if you're not currently in a leadership role and you want to, kind of going back to this idea of, of interviewing, not only are interviewers, you know, not only are you in a, interviewing at places, but you're also interviewing those places as well. Mm-hmm. But also the interview doesn't stop. Yep. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Both ways. Genuinely both ways. So if you're not where you want to be, you got to think about what you have shown to your interviewer this whole time. It doesn't matter if you've been there two years, five years, ten years. What have you done consecutively, like consistently? 
And but the same thing. Hey, if you can continue to interview your employer, mm-hmm. if they're not showing up for you, if your leaders are treating you like a number, like you can also do something about it. You know, like not every business is like that, and you can go find those businesses, and you can. You know, I know starting over is is scary, but you don't grow when you're comfortable, and you definitely don't. You aren't. You're, you're not going to be satisfied as a number. You know. Right. You have to think about if you're if you're happy at that point. If there are way too many negatives outweighing the positives for you, then that place may not be for you. That position may not be for you. Um, and start considering what is for you at that point. Um, so sometimes that is another job, sometimes that is, do I have a conversation and see what's going on? Um, because it's okay to ask the questions, it's okay to talk about it, there's nothing wrong with that. I would much rather somebody have a conversation with me and tell me, I don't know if this is for me, um, do, you, do you have suggestions of what you think I might be good at? Or, um, I, hey, I'm looking around for another spot, another place, like, can you be a referral for me? Yeah, that's fine. That's totally okay. If you are not happy, that should be the most important piece, the aspect for you. Um, and sometimes asking the questions is enough to help. Now, I say ask questions, I don't mean like start wars. There's <laughs> a lot of associates that will get mad over one thing and something a lot of people don't have to take time to learn is picking your battles yeah if you pick if you battle over everything you're really really hurting your the perception of what people view you as yeah you have to be mindful of how you want people to view you and what their perception of you is because unfortunately perception is reality no matter how much you want to say that's not the case well that's not what i meant that it's it is what it is doesn't mean that it can't change it's just going to take a lot more work Um, So part of managing, part of being a leader is managing the perception of you. Um, Like almost like managing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that goes up and down, so to your superiors and then the people that are reporting to you. Um, Managing perception is such such a huge piece and that's something that another piece that I think a lot of a lot of people struggle with when they're trying to get into a leadership role. They're just like, my skills are good. I can do this job. I can do this job. Like, I'm doing it well. I know everything. Okay, but are you managing the perception people have of you? Yeah. Because that's so important. Yeah. Your attitude is so important. How people view that attitude is important. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, to add to that, I also, you know, you when you go into careers like this, obviously you're taught to manage up and manage down, right? Mm-hmm. Usually your middle ground manager or like where we sit right now, you're not just like, we're not the top of the ladder, therefore we also have things to answer to, Mm -hmm. but we also have a team to answer to, right? Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the times we also forget about the people like next to us too. And so we're naturally taught to manage up and down, but also managing sideways, Mm -hmm. like building like good rapport with other departments other properties Mm -hmm. other like networking is so big especially in um hospitality you know like it's such a small world 
and everything's perception. I feel like you just learned that firsthand really quickly in the last Oh my goodness. <laughs> everybody knows everybody. And I try to, you know, again, the same thing with like benefit of the doubt. Like you have to give people a chance, but also you have to, I hate to say it, but like, because obviously we went from a, a work relationship to a friendship. So obviously it's it's possible to kind of drop those barriers. But at the same time, if this is your, if you find your career, if you find your like the thing that you want to climb the ladder in, you have to put a face on mm-hmm. all the time. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't need to be like 100% fake, but you know, you need to make sure you know who's in the room. Yep. You need to make sure you know, like, what you're saying. Like, are you goss- are you gossiping? Are you are you doing something that might look inappropriate? Are you are you being negative? Are you are you being someone who nobody wants to talk to? You know, those are all things that would impact you, and you don't even realize they impact you until like later down when it's oh yeah, I I worked with that person. Mm, yeah they probably I hope they've grown but at the time you know they were maybe my my egg you know like they're my lemon Mm -hmm. you know I I hope the best for them I hope they grew but you know it follows you it really follows you and but with the same thing is I know it sounds cheesy and I know a lot of people who are not where we are at right now would probably roll their eyes but you have to put in as much as you want out of a company yep you gave it your all i promise you if that company as long as the company doesn't see you as a number if you find a leader that's going to help you and see you as a human and you say okay i'm going to give it 110 percent," i can guarantee you that company and that leader is going to wrap their arms around you and give you that 110% right back, you know, if not more. And I know that's like hard for a lot of people to realize because toxic work environments and like this cycle of not being recognized or acknowledged, but you go like, you got to find your people, you got to find your, your niche and it'll find you. Swim in the Kool-Aid, swim in the Kool-Aid the more you're right the more you give to that company give into that company and like advocate for the company the better it is the better it is and you have to mean it you can't just say it you have to mean it with your actions too and the way you are interacting with people absolutely everybody it doesn't matter who's in the room everybody yeah um so it's it's tough um i think that's yeah, that all goes into those tough pieces for people to kind of like manage um, in terms of how people are viewing them. I will say that, you know, so we used to work with this individual. Obviously, I'm not going to say names, but this person's very, uh, very loud, very um, animated. Um, a lot of people who are maybe hourly people don't understand this person's pep talks and their long-winded conversations and their excitement about (laughs) the company right and I still get I still get messages from people and they're like I just don't understand this this person like I don't want to have a conversation with them and I have to be like if that person in that position came in 
and didn't believe in the business and they couldn't have a conversation and and turn your spirits around or be motivating how how would you feel yeah you might you might be a little annoyed that the conversation lasted maybe 10 minutes longer than you had but did you get something from it do you feel more motivated maybe maybe you walk away rolling your eyes but there was like a piece of wisdom in there that you didn't even realize until it comes back around you know and i'm trying to you know i try to tell people if you're a leader in a company you can't sell a product you don't believe in yep like even if you like let's say on the outside you don't believe it but if you have a team you have a team and you need to make them you can't fix their hours you can't give them more money you can't guarantee them a holiday off the only thing you have is motivation like motivational talks and being there for someone and being the pep in your day if you don't have it and i'm like that's what that person is trying to do and i see it now don't get me wrong when i had an when i was in my funk i was right there with you you know i was I was rolling my eyes and I was like, why is this guy, like, why is this person like this? And then I realized, would I, would I see this person as a leader that I would go to if I didn't think they believed in what they were doing? So drink the Kool-Aid as much as you can mm-hmm. because you can't inspire and you can't motivate and you can't be an open door policy if you don't if you're not selling the product absolutely um learn your people like you said learn your people that's so important um i've kind of and you know because you said it, we had a very big just like a work relationship and then became friends outside of work after um you left the property it's that's tough to say to somebody who is in an entry level position because it's hard. You, you want to bond with everybody that's right there next to you in, in the nitty gritty. Um, but for me, really having work and life separation, having that fine line of I'm I'm not going to be friends with people who are at work, um, and it, it's very rare that people do break that boundary. Of course, it's always individuals who are who I can actually be friends with outside of work. Um, but it's it's tough, it can be tough, um, but once you start moving into leadership, it is an island, like in an island in a sense of you definitely have to learn that boundary and learn it quick. Yeah. Um, because things get really messy, they can. Um, if your friends could take advantage of it because they think that you're their friend and you'll take it easy on them, or suddenly you're starting to be too harsh on your friends because you have higher expectations of them um, because they're your friends. And it's tough. It's tough. It's really tough to to lead your friends. Um, It's an even more delicate balance. So as much as you can separate, you know, work and having friends on the outside, because you need friends. You need friends to make it through this. You need a village. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So build your support system in your personal life and and keep work work. that helps you to like get away from like the gossips, the dramas, mm-hmm. um, 
feeding into or buying into anything that's being negatively said because naturally you just want to agree with your friends and you're you're always going to be a little and a little biased absolutely as much as you don't want to be you're going to be a little biased um so it's tough as much as you can separate it do it um because it's only it's only going to help you as much as you would like to grow for that absolutely and i you know that kind of brings me to a question i have for you because my experience in leadership so before i got into hospitality true hospitality uh, my management background was in retail and retail it's it's fairly easy to come up into management um and so i've never i lie i did take one management job like on the out like hired from the outside but it was mm, it was a little different i had a bunch of leaders that or not leaders i had a bunch of associates that were um kind of like the best way i can describe is like old senoras like you know like (laughs) (laughs) they were like they were they were very like it was very uh i I already know what i'm gonna do like i already know what i'm doing um so like you do the management role and like if you need to have a serious conversation with me like you can but like i'm good like we're good like you don't need you know they were adults essentially Mm -hmm. which don't get me wrong not all not all older people are adults um (laughs) so I will say that, but this is kind of my first um, my first role coming like in from the outside. I'm not I'm not attached to this this company or this property, and um, you know I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Do you have you know we talked about kind of being ounced and you know showing up and stuff, but do you have any other like pointers for someone who's coming in from the outside? You're not gonna make everybody happy. I so mean, true. <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah, that's that's just the reality of things as a whole, whether it's it's work or not. Um, so you, the best advice is to continue to show up. Know, show that, show your knowledge. Show that you know what you're doing. Learn, learn their operations. Learn their programs, um, so that way you can be help for them, because. I can tell you the number one complaint that I've always, nine times out of ten, ever gotten going somewhere new, the first complaint associates always give me is, I don't feel supported. I can't get the support. So you have to start by learning the programs and the operations so you can be helpful and provide the support you need, they need. Yeah. Um, that goes a long way. Um, I, I've never seen that tactic like fail yeah. at it. Um, Granted, it's not, you know, especially in your new role, you're going to see a lot more meetings probably than you've ever experienced, and they're going to be at inconvenient times sometimes. If you can get out of them, get out of them. If not, then you're going to have to be there for them. And those are going to be times where um, you should have your, if you don't have other leaders. Um, you do have other leaders that report to you they can go ahead and step in and fill those gaps and they should they should be able to provide the support when you're not there um but it it's just you know as much as that's going to work it's also not going to work because there's going to be things where it's like a line of people there's a lot of traffic high occupancy whatever um and you have to finish something. There's something that you have to get done that sometimes is going to take priority over that. 
Um, but there should be other support factors in place, knowing how to shift around so that way, shift around the operations so that it benefits them when they need the help is also going to be helpful. Yeah. So if it can't be you personally that steps in, you have to make sure that there's someone, there's something, someone that you can do to provide the support. The support is going to be the number one, number one thing. Absolutely. You know, I want to talk about something that I just thought of right now because it's an interesting, it's something that I wish I could tell people right off the bat who struggle with, you know, their leaders are in meetings and their leaders are doing things and they're like, I just don't understand. Like, why aren't they out here helping? And I I wish I could just tell people, I know what's on your plate because I put it there but you don't know what's on my plate. And that's okay, because one day (laughs) you're gonna be in my role and someone's gonna be saying, well, you're not showing up this way or you're not doing this. And it's like, or when you ask someone, hey, can you do this? And they're like, I'm busy. And I'm like, okay, but you have to remember, I put those things on your plate. So I I know what's going on in your life, but you might not always know what's going on in your leader's life or other departments. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that a lot of people struggle with is this idea of, well, so-and-so over there is in this department and they don't do anything. Have you worked a day in that department? Do you truly <laughs> know what's on their plate, you know? And I again, it's like looking at it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. seeing a different view, having those tough conversations and being like, you'll never know. And just like I ask people to have that same grace and say, you don't, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what's on their plate. I hope that they give you that same grace because I guarantee you, you look around in any industry and other departments are always going to say they do nothing. <laughs> but like if we could just have the conversation of you don't know what I do and I don't know what you do and that's okay, but obviously... We still have 40 hours of work to do every week, so um, if not more. So I just think, like, you know, if, you, if you're a person or if you're someone who wants to be in leadership and you struggle with that idea, the best way that I kind of look at it is my only competition is myself. Yeah. The only thing I need to be worried about is what is on my plate. Mm-hmm. Sure, do I want to go above and beyond? Absolutely. But you go above and beyond because you want to. You go above and beyond because this is your career and you want to grow and you want to strive. But don't go talking about other people saying, I don't, you know, it's not, they don't do anything. Because you don't know. You don't know. That goes back to managing the perception that people have of you. If you're walking around and saying stuff like that, do you think other people are going to have a positive perception of you? Or are you stirring the pot at that point? Yeah. Um, so it really, really like definitely devil's advocate is, um, is like a big part of how I talk to people a lot of times. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to ask the questions when you feel like there's something that is impacting your, your ability to do your job well. Of course, I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to bring it up. Um, I'm not going to bring it up the same way you probably said it to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah, the way you probably said it probably was not not in the kindest of charitable versions. Probably a bit instigating. Yeah. Yeah. But 
um, I'm also going to, before I bring those questions and, and those concerns to other individuals to try and solve for them, I'm also going to ask you to think about what the other side of it probably looks like. Um, and that also goes into like trusting your leaders. You, you gotta, it's hard. It's hard to trust people. Uh, and I understand that. But if your leader hasn't done anything to you to, to think otherwise, that they're not actually taking care of their job and what's on their plate. Um, benefit as, of the doubt? Yeah, benefit of the doubt, 100%. As an entry-level associate, you are absolutely not privy to so many conversations, especially, especially conversations that involve other associates. That is not your business. Yeah. Leave it alone. Trust that your leaders are doing the right thing. And they probably are. They're probably yeah. taking care of it. Bad apples will take care of themselves. Absolutely. Jackie's favorite statement is the trash takes itself out. Oh. So, real quick, I've gotten so many compliments on Jackie being on our last podcast, by the way. <laughs> uh, my real quick little little laughing moment since we got a little intense. My brother-in-law came over yesterday, right? And he drove in from Houston, and he was listening on the way. And first off, he uh, he really got after me because he, we were, what were we talking about? We were talking about... We were talking about the honeymoon phase, right? Mm-hmm. We're all sitting in the living room. It's me, Abby, and Abby's brother. And I'm like, obviously, me and Abby are still in the honeymoon phase. And my brother-in-law goes, are you, though? Oh. And I was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> he was like, I heard the podcast. Y'all don't go out as much anymore? And I was like, oh, my God. But it's because he listened to it on the way here. So it was, like, real fresh in his mind. Right? Absolutely. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he goes... I just want you to know, Jackie's probably one of the funniest people I have ever heard in my life. And I said, she is so dry, but it's so good. Um, oh, my god! So you can, you can go back and tell Jackie that she, um, she is loved from this side of the podcast. She has such a, like, she doesn't understand when people tell her that she's so funny because she's literally, she's just how dry she is. She's so dry. Um, and I tell her all the time, because she, she has me cracking up at the house all the time, so I literally, every time she makes me laugh, and I'm like, you're so funny, and she was like, <laughs> she's just like... You have to say that, you're my fiancé. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, you don't understand, you're freaking hilarious. hilarious. Which is so funny, okay, so I'm gonna just throw this out there, just uh, get off topic for just a second. I, um, before I met Jackie, I didn't understand dry personalities, genuinely. <laughs> Usually, if someone was drying around me, I was like, mm, yeah, I don't really want anything to do with that. And the first couple of times I met Jackie, I was like, this girl hates me. Oh, my God. <laughs> she hates me. And then I realized, oh, it's just her, like, it's just her. She's just dry. She's yeah. just dry. And um, and then I realized, oh, she's hilarious. She's, <laughs> I'm dying all the time. Um. So yeah, but I also will say, because she's my first friend who is dry, um, you know, obviously I won't go into detail, but you know, the the text that she sent, I was like, oh my God, she likes us. <laughs> We're good. She really, she's really, um, I don't know, it was just, a, it was an honor to have someone who is dry kind of open up to you. Um, I was like, yes, yes. She doesn't hate me. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, she was actually, she, she told me, was it today or yesterday? She said, she actually mentioned Abby. She was like, I like Abby a lot. And I was like, are you on the list that Abby likes though? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I laughed about it, but. That's hilarious. No, Jackie, you are definitely on the list. Um, you do not have to worry about that. So yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, obviously I will probably be more private in my new role. Mm -hmm. So I probably won't have associates listening to this because all of my stuff is private, right? Um, but you do. So I understand if you don't want to answer this, but what is something in leadership that you don't enjoy? Um, I don't think there's an aspect of it that I'd say I don't enjoy, truly. I mean, first of all, I think if leadership is for you, that was really going to be your answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you're knowingly, willingly, you sign off on the job offer, like that's the life you sign up for. True. So you can't, not that you can't, there's definitely aspects you could not like of it, um, but it's what you wanted to do, right? So you you love it with, on good days and bad days. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. I don't, there's not an aspect of it that I don't like. Um, now I think like from property to property, there are things about operational aspects or things that um, are on my checklist that are not my favorite. Yeah, like but, a like an automatic 50 hour work week. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's it's okay, a, we're changing, we're changing, we're growing. So old school, the 50 hour work week is so old school, but um, yeah, that's, there's going to be things like that that'll come about that you may not like at your present property, I'd say, but the thing of leadership for me, like, I love it. I, I don't think there's anything about it that I don't like. There's just hard days and there's, you know, phenomenal days. Um, and I think it's just hard to remember, or it's, to get you through those hard days, it's really, you really got to remember and dig deep, like, the reasons that you want it be there and the things the good days really i will say i always see this quote and it's usually always at the perfect time like it's always usually in the middle of burnout and when i'm questioning all my life choices <laughs> but it's the the idea that you have to remember you're in the place that you used to dream of being mm -hmm. yeah like you're currently the in the place that you climbed to the nail to get you know like yeah. you have to remember that like again you wanted this yep you you signed the acceptance letter you yep. you know you weighed the pros and cons you you decided that this is what you want to do so obviously burnout and stress and things like that they get to you but if you drink the kool-aid and you have benefit of the doubt and you have a little faith and then you also remind yourself like if you would have asked yourself six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, this is my dream company, this is my dream role, this is, or maybe I'm, maybe it's not your dream role, but you're on track for your dream role mm -hmm. or your dream company. Like, you have to remember it's a, it's a want, it's a like, it's a desire, yeah. and obviously it's okay to get off track a little bit. Like, it's okay to question things. I hope people question things all the time, mm -hmm. you know, but. Make sure you you remember your reason. Yeah. And you find it again. Because I think that's hard. And you know, sometimes you need a break. I needed a break. It was really beautiful. Someone told me that the, the position I just left, 
Um, they equated it to it was it was a it was a place I could heal before I stepped back into obviously my career path. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's okay. You know, it, it gave me some time to think about is this really what I want to do? Am I missing this part of my my path? You know, and it was so obvious. It was so obvious. It was like yes, like I truly miss like this key function of my career. You know, and then it just became so obvious. Like like I can't even I can't even wait any longer. Like I have to go and apply, and I have to interview, and I you know I just I have to I can't be I can't go without. It being a leader mm-hmm. like and you're right like if this is your career like that's how it should feel mm-hmm. and you know what not everybody's a leader i will tell you abby she's a great leader she doesn't realize this abby used to be a high school teacher a little backstory on abby and i don't mean this as like please goodness nobody come for me for this but abby doesn't think she can be a leader and i'm like abby no offense, but there's a lot of similarities between teaching high school and being a manager. Like, absolutely. Big personalities, you know. You gotta lots be able of to differences. Rally the absolutely. <laughs> Get everybody on task. Be their friend, but not too friendly. You know, like. There's a lot of similarities, and. Um, but leading isn't for her. And that's okay. She know, you know. I try to push her, and I'm like, "You should be a leader. You're great at it." And she's like, "No, I, I'm terrible at it." But it's not that she's terrible at it. It's just not her thing. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Which means if you're in the path of being a leader and it doesn't call to you, you know, you can. There's other things you can do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a manager. You don't have to have a team under you. It just, you know, that's okay. So I also don't want people to think like. You have to become a manager or right. a leader one day. You know, like you don't have to. There's plenty of careers where you don't have to do that. Absolutely. Um, there's actually a book uh, called *The Motive* by Patrick Lincioni, I believe, is how the last name is said. Um, it is exactly about that particular topic. Um, the book is based off of this CEO of a company, um, where he befriends another CEO of another company in the same like industry field um and the ceo the other ceo of the other company is very loved by his entire company and then he's realizing that he's not very loved or even liked at his company um a fear of mine as a pisces (laughs) happy pisces season by the way lol um so he kind of, he tries to learn from this other CEO and begins to ask a lot of questions, ask for a lot of coaching from him. Um, and then he realizes towards the end, what ends up happening is he proposes that his company gets bought by the other CEO's company. And he proposes the other CEO is the CEO of all of it. And that he steps down and becomes the director of marketing because he realizes that he loves marketing but he does not like running everything. So he realized that him as a department head, he is great at that and he is great at helping that team, but all the other teams were drowning and did not like him because they didn't feel his support, his advice, his presence at all. 
Um, and it's a good book. It's a good book. It's like realizing what what is for you yeah. at that point. Absolutely. Now I have to read that. That sounds cool. It's a short book too, so it's like an easy read. It's like a hundred pages maybe. Oh, I love that. Say less. Mm. A little ADHD brain yeah. can't focus unless it, you know, never mind. Off topic. There's, a, there's <laughs> another book I recommend is The Myth of Employee Burnout Oh. by uh, Matt Heller. It's a really, really good book. The one I've been wanting to read is, um, I see so many people walking around with this book, um, Atomic Habits. Mm. I've been wanting to read that one. Um, there's another one that I read. It focuses more on uh, F&B, but it's called Setting the Table. And that one was really good, too. So I've heard a lot about that one. It's really good. Um, obviously, different industry, but same concept. You treat your people well, your people will treat your guests well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a, a simple thing. You know, where, where you work, there's... Um, a saying that I used to really love that they said there you're either helping a guest or you're helping someone who's helping a guest it really just brings it back to perspective you know mm-hmm. like what's the point well like whatever job you're in like what's the point like if you're in marketing or you're in sales or you're in hospitality or you're in F&B like it all trickles down to one person like one group of people Therefore, like, y'all are all on the same team. Mm -hmm. And I also see it as, like, you know, the way I treat my relationship, too. It's so easy to think that, like, to get into this mindset, especially when you're, like, fighting or there's, like, conflict, where it's you and this other person and you're against each other. And you have to remind yourself, like, no, it's me and you against the conflict, and it, it equates to your work life too, you know? You have to be willing to have like tough conversations, oh. but also hear the conversation mm-hmm. and be like, I know this isn't personal, but like we gotta get through it. We all signed up to be here, you know? And you brought up a great thing earlier that I forgot to touch on is this idea that if if what you're doing currently isn't for you, that's okay. Will I, you know, if we have a good friendship, will I miss you? Yeah, I'll miss you. But if this isn't for you, baby, life is short. Yeah. You got to figure out what you want to do. And I can help you. Yeah, I'll be a reference. I'll look over your resume. Shoot, I'll even browse Indeed for you, you know, like. Yeah. But you have, you have to want it. And if you give me your 110% doing something that maybe you don't want to do in the long end, I'll give my 110% to make sure you get to where you want to be. Yeah. Whether it's with this industry or not. Right. Right. Not taking things personal is just that, that statement. It has to be my favorite statement, honestly. You cannot. You cannot. You can't let your feelings get so involved in something just because you can't get defensive. Just because your team or you might not be doing something well that's okay but I'm not here to talk conflict here with you I'm not here to point fingers I'm here to find a solution that is probably like my least favorite thing is when I go to a meeting and the meeting is supposed to be about a problem that we could be having and everybody is sitting in there fighting and pointing fingers at things 
I don't care. I don't don't care whose fault or whose problem or who caused it or what the reason is. We just got to fix it. Yeah. What is the solution? Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's talk about it. What is working? What's not working? And how do we make that work? What are some alternatives? That's what I need to know. I, I don't care about whose fault or whose problem it is. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, you know, you have to realize that if your leader is coming to you and saying there's a problem, let's let's fix it let's work on it what's the solution that you think would work let's have a conversation that's that's a good leader that's a that's a blessing because at the end of the day as an hourly associate you might not know this but i could have the power to put something in place that i know is going to work without even having a conversation with you Mm -hmm. but it's because i see you as a person i don't see you as a number that needs to solve this problem I see you as a person who I want to work with, who I want to be a team with, not, hey, you're going to do what I asked you to because it's your job. And at the end of the day, yeah, I, I can put something into place, but I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's like something to think about. And, you know, maybe if you're a person who is upset or doesn't see that try try realizing that the the leaders who care those tough conversations those things that you maybe you don't want to talk about or you don't want to fix or you don't want to you know even acknowledge um we're having those tough conversations because we care and we could just not have those conversations if we were bad leaders you know so, yeah, I feel like that's, I don't know, I feel like there's so many aspects to leadership, but they all kind of come down to the same thing, truly. Mm-hmm. And it's like five characteristics and you have to keep going back to them because I know for me, you know, I know on the last episode we kind of, I talked about this idea where I have to remind myself not to be negative because I can be negative, but I have to remind myself like, again, I signed up for this. I want to do this. I choose what I get to, I, ch- I get to choose the perspective that I pick. I get to choose my mindset. Mm-hmm. I get to choose my reaction. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for people, even for me, to, you know, stay on track. And so that's why I even said in the last episode, I give myself five minutes now to be upset. And then I remind myself, you can't, you can't, one, you can't let something an outside force like that have that much of an effect on you yeah especially as a leader because you have to you also have to make sure that that outside effect isn't having the effect on your team Mm -hmm. you know so you have to stay like neutral so that you can be on the lookout to make sure your team's not drowning in these negative ideas same thing about drinking the kool-aid you know again it just all comes back to all these same things and it sounds like an easy concept but it's a daily reminder that like you have to live these concepts like you have to they have to be in front of you at all times for you to really grasp what you're doing and it gets easier i feel like it gets easier yeah it gets more natural Mm -hmm. um it's all the I guess a mindset, really. Yep, that's exactly what it is. A mindset, staying focused, 
you know, eyes on the prize, really. Um, and I think something else um, that a lot of people don't realize either, um, you get less thank yous as you move up. There's, you're not gonna get the pats on the backs from your the people you're reporting to. Yeah. Like, you have to know that you are doing a good job. Um, and if you need that affirmation, that's you gotta give it to yourself. Yeah. Like you have to. It, you're not gonna find a lot of leaders that are gonna be giving you that affirmation. Yeah. Um, as, as a leader yourself, you know. It's almost like when you're not a leader, you have leaders telling you you're a good job, like you're doing a great job. Or thanking you constantly. Yeah, but when you are a leader, it's like if you haven't been told you're doing a bad job. That's it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, you just like, and that's a, <clears throat> like every time I, I, somebody asks me to have a conversation like that I'm reporting to, I know it's not for anything bad because I didn't do anything to deserve a bad conversation. If I get blindsided by a conversation, that's what you know that's a whole other topic a whole other story um but i know when they're pulling me aside to have a conversation with me it's not about something i did yeah it's going to be about something else work related obviously yeah. that, that we have to probably work together on to figure out but you shouldn't have a panic when somebody asks to talk to you um and i get that has a lot to do with again previous toxic work environments trauma. yeah work trauma but if you know you didn't do anything bad, why are you worried? Yeah. Why are you worried? Yeah. And if it is a blind side, be strong enough to ask questions. Yep. Because we're all growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something like, it was something I said in my interview, if I'm being completely honest, someone said, what was the question? I don't remember. But essentially my answer was, I don't want to be the type of leader that knows everything. I think carrying your ignorance is uh, a strength. Saying, I don't know, but I want to learn, yeah. and I want to find out, and I want to learn you as a human being. I think that's so strong and so hard because a lot of people, we're all taught that if you don't know something, that's bad. Right. And if you don't know something, that's that's wrong or you know, your your weaknesses are weaknesses or things you don't know are weakness and that's bad. But in reality, if you hone in on it and you say, yeah, I don't know this, but I want to and I'm going to make a conscious effort to learn it. That's to me, I'm like, and to be able to like vocalize that and be able to say, like, if you get pulled into a meeting or you get pulled into something and you don't realize you messed up, ask questions, say, what can I do better? Or even like, if you go up for a promotion and you don't get it, ask, what can I do better? What can I grow? But be open to those tough conversations. Yeah. Be open to the, maybe the answer that you really don't want to hear. Mm -hmm. But you don't grow if you're comfortable. Right. That's 100%. You have to be willing to take the hard feedback. If you're not willing to take the hard feedback, like if it's going to be a personal issue for you and you need to take that somewhere else then that's it leadership's really not for you then at that point because you have to constantly be open to harsh feedback feedback from both above you and below you like in, in every direction really absolutely um and you know i think too like as i've gotten further in my career uh, i think thank you but thank you for me like they mean less coming from people above me 
um, the people that report to me when they tell me thank you, I think it means a lot more to me at this point. Um, I, I have, and I, I've kept, every time, I've kept cards when people have given me cards, um, gifts, I always use them whenever people have given them to me. And I don't mean like secret Santa gifts, I mean like when I've left a property. Yeah. I've always gotten like a, um, you know, a handful of cards or something like that from people. And that's not like an expectation that I have everywhere I go. But even like where I am currently, there was a work event over the holidays. Um, and I, I went and I um, had like Jackie and my mom with me and my brother. And one, uh, one of the individuals that is on my team was there with their family. And didn't see me and I wasn't going to go bother people like while I'm there and they're with my family too anyways. Yeah. Um, I guess he saw me as he was leaving um, and I didn't see this. Like he walked all the way up to me and I turned around and he was there to introduce me to his family and was like, this is the best manager I've ever had in front of my family. And I was just like, wow, that's too kind. Like I'm going to... Okay, I gotta go. Yeah, I was like, this is, this is a lot. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and then even afterwards, I think a couple of days later, we uh, we ended up working together on shift, and he was just like, I, I thanked him again for his really kind words, and he was just like, I really mean it. Like, you are the best manager I've ever so had. So true. And I was like, and it was like, there were like two other people in the room too, like hearing him, and I was just like, I've got to go because it's too many emotions. Those are my exact words. Oh, no. I'm like, that's a lot of emotions. I've got to, I've got to go. But it's, it means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And I walked out of the room because I couldn't do it. I was like, <laughs> I was about to get teary-eyed and everything. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and you know, if you just think about it, like numbers-wise, right? If you go into an entry-level position. Let's just take our industry, right? Let's say housekeeping. You go into an entry-level housekeeping position, there's probably 15 to 20 positions. Those are gonna be very, it's gonna be a little bit easier to get a yes. But then as you go farther up, there are less opportunities. And when there's less opportunities, there's more no's. Mm -hmm. And same thing with you're always being interviewed. It's how you take that no. Oh, man. Are you going to be bitter? Or again, are you going to start to kind of adapt the managerial courage of asking why? And like building on that and working on yourself. And again, seeing yourself as the only competition that you need. Because the farther you get up, there's only one department head for every, like, for every department. Yeah. The farther you go up. Yeah. You know, so are you going to be upset? Are you going to be like, what does that person have that I don't have? Or are you going to say, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. Not what do they have. What am I missing? What can I do? Mm -hmm. And realize that no's are not a bad thing. I mean... We've talked about it before. You have to fail. You have to be 
passed up to have those tough conversations of why didn't I get this? What am I missing? What experience do I need to get? Is it my attitude? Is it the perception that this person had for me? You know, like all these things. And if this is really for you, if leadership's really for you, those no's are not a bad thing. It's just, it's one more no closer to your yes. Yep. And the thing is, is if you're still growing, even if you get to a department head or a director and you want to keep going, there's even fewer of those. Every business only has one CEO. Every property only has one GM, you know, like, which means those no's are going to be even more and more and more. And you have to remind yourself, if this is really what I want to do, like, those are okay you gotta get ready to hear it yeah it's gonna happen i've heard a lot of no's in my time so yep um i mean i get it i and it's also stop comparing like you're you are your only competition absolutely stop comparing yourself to other people stop and whether it's about that position or like somebody close to you in age um i i feel it a lot um, especially being a younger leader, it's tough. It's tough, um, especially when I know there are people around me the same age as me that are trying to get their first leadership position and they want it. They want it so bad and then look over at me and I'm already there. Yeah. And you've been there. Yeah. And it's tough. And I know it's tough, but don't, don't compare yourself to me. It's, you can't. I started leadership so young. Yeah. Um, that that grind started for me a long time ago. So it's not it's not that I haven't been putting in that work for it. This has been a decade for me. Like I can, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't. I mean, if you're you're about my age and starting to realize leadership is what you want now, it's okay that yeah. you're working towards your first leadership position. You're learning a lot of lessons right now. And I just learned them at a different point in time because I decided earlier on that I wanted leadership. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's fair to say that we aren't the rule. Mm-hmm. We're definitely the exception. 100%. People our age are just figuring it out. Literally. And that's okay. In life as a whole. And that's okay. I feel like me and you, we grew up a, a little faster. Mm-hmm. We fell into roles a little quicker. Yeah. And... It just happens, you know, especially, and I also think it happens because we knew that that's what we wanted to do. So we, we clung to it. Right. But I struggle with the idea that for the longest time I thought, oh, I need to, I need to already have a salary job or I need to not be living paycheck to paycheck or I don't have a savings and I need to have a savings. Like people have a savings let me tell you i truly don't feel like life starts until you're in your 30s genuinely like i think about it and i'm like like you're okay you're 25 you're 26 shoot you can be 29 and if you're just like figuring out this is what i want to do you're not behind we're not the rule we are definitely the exception and that's okay but it goes back to not comparing yourself to other people like 
yes, we might be the like the exception, but you might also be the exception. Like if you fall into it quickly and you're good at it, but you're the only person who can decide that. Right. You're the only person who can say, I'm going to grind and I'm going to push and I'm going to be better, the, better than I was the day before. No one else is going to put you there unless you want it. Yeah. So. And honestly, like, you, you don't want that decade path that I had. You, no. <laughs> you, are, you are probably going to move up a lot faster at this point in your life. Yeah. I, I, just naturally based on experience. As a young leader and starting in leadership positions so young, not only did I have to work under very terrible boomer or Gen X bosses, and not every Gen X boss is a bad one. No, not at all. But um, there are some with very old school mentalities. Um, it, those are even tougher because they had this expectation that leaders looked a certain way. They were a certain age. Wore makeup. Yeah, yeah. and that's even tougher. It would suffer to work under that, and you know, at that point in time. Also, I don't know if I would have gone into leadership so young had I not had certain hardships that kind of put me in that position where I needed the money desperately. Yeah. Um, because, you know, initially, uh, like I said before, um, I had a friend that really, really decided you could do this. Yeah. Like you should be doing this. Yeah. Um, and put me in that position and then i realized well this is more money i need a lot more money yeah um just because i was struggling so much it, it wasn't like about being greedy or hungry for money it was just i really needed the money yeah um living paycheck to paycheck and paying my bills so young i just um i i don't give that you know i'm not upset with anybody about that and um i definitely don't I don't mean to bash on anybody in my family. I just, what we didn't have the money growing up. I had to start helping out a lot. You sooner. do what you have to do. Yeah. Um, Jackie talked about survival mode mm -hmm. in the last episode. That's a very real thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I love my position and what I got into and how I fell into it. Absolutely love leadership. Um, but it, that wasn't my start to the journey. Like, it was, it was a hard start. Um, so... I'm happy that people didn't have to struggle like that and now they're realizing it's just something they want to do yeah like, that's a way better way to get into yeah. it honestly i also feel that if we're just being honest you know i also feel like as someone who is also a young leader because we started so early you know our brains weren't fully formed like we were late we were leaders without frontal lobes yes like, <laughs> which made you either learn things the hard way yep oh yeah or you i like we probably did 10 times the amount of failing mm -hmm. that someone who realizes oh i want to be a leader a leader now will probably have to face mm -hmm. like yeah you, you imagine probably, thinking you're right all the time oh. <laughs> <laughs> being young and a leader <laughs> or like like real spazzy or like I don't know. Also just very... Rebellious. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, 22, 23, it's really hard to... I mean, and it's nobody's fault. It's literally our brains yeah. to literally say, you have to pick your battles. Yep. Like, your brain doesn't know how to do that. Like, your brain is literally like, be passionate and go out for it and do everything you need to do, right? 
so it's i don't know i feel like don't compare yourself everything's perspective i um i actually can be um probably kind of corny but i no really i have like these three kind of these three roles of leadership that i live by and they stay in my notes in my phone every single phone that i have like, i'm gonna need you to afford those three <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't even know them yet <laughs> i know you don't even know if it, it uh it jives with you um so the first one is and i think i've already said this before is never ask your team to do something you yourself are not willing to do that's probably my number one biggest um thing absolutely um I don't think I need to say anything more than that. Why would you ask somebody to stand on the rolly chair to do this unsafe thing on the ceiling if you don't want to do it? Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Um, I want to say this is Maya Angelou, right? Uh, a lot of people use it for customer service, but it applies to your team too as a leader, in my opinion. Um, people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yes absolutely so that's not just like in a customer like people use it for customer service all the time but that applies to your team too absolutely you treat your team like trash one day they're not going to remember what exactly you said or what you did in a month maybe but they're gonna they're gonna remember remember how you made them feel absolutely 100 percent. and pick your battles pick your battles is my last last rule that i absolutely live by those are the three things that i constantly just keep in the in the back of my head all the time. Um, is it worth to pick that battle today or should I wait for this other thing and then call in a favor at that point because I've let somebody else win that battle? Yeah, yeah. It kind of seems like political. Mm -hmm. Which you, it is. <laughs> if you do not think the workplace doesn't have politics, I'm so sorry, but it does. Absolutely. Every And that's at every workplace. I've never worked anywhere where quote unquote politics isn't a thing. Um, that that politics is kind of the bigger umbrella of it all. Managing your perception, that goes right under politics. Yeah. Stop playing checkers and start playing chess. Absolutely. Think about the bigger picture. Yep. Yep. So on that note, we've gone a little long, but that's okay. Uh, you know, if leadership isn't for you, that's okay. And if it is, I'm glad to have you on my team, and I hope we have tough conversations. I hope we have good conversations, um, and I hope we keep growing as people. Absolutely. Every day, you learn something new, so every day is an opportunity to grow. There's going to be hard days, but there's lots of good ones. Absolutely. Don't forget to drink the Kool-Aid. My name is Kaylin. And I'm Sabrina. And this is Soft Mass Podcast.